This is the summary of this uh, explanation where the Alter Rebbe talks about the difference between mitzvahs and Torah, because we have a series of quotes that seem to almost con- contradict one another as to which is higher, Torah or mitzvahs. We know it's not a competition, but the different characteristics. And we use the analogy of the father and mother, the father being Chachma, and his contribution being developed by the mother. And the Alter Rebbe lays out basically three questions. Sometimes we suggest that mitzvahs are loftier than Torah, and sometimes it's the opposite. We say that mitzvahs come from Kesser and Torah comes from Chachma. And sometimes we suggest that Torah is loftier than mitzvahs, that Torah is from Zah, and mitzvahs are from Nukva. We sometimes suggest that Torah and mitzvahs are rooted in Zun, and sometimes we suggest they're rooted in Kesser and Chachma. And sometimes we say that the mitzvahs are rooted in Zah, the 248 limbs and the 248 mitzvahs and so on, that this is a, a level that's Kesser and sometimes Malchus. So we explain that there are essentially two aspects. There is the conceptual and there is the pragmatic. There is the idea and there is the way in which it is developed internally, and then it is ultimately expressed. We call them the head, the, the content, the center, and the expression. The Chabad, which is the concept, the Chagas, that is the character, and the Nihi, the way in which it is implemented. So higher it is, the lower it comes down. Top and bottom are linked. The karkafta, the skull that surrounds the brain, is manifest most profoundly in the limbs and in the execution of behaviors. The mitzvahs of the king represent the idea of malchus. And although we may not appreciate the value of the mitzvah, we understand that the compliance is absolutely necessary. This is why the Jews had to say nasa before nishma, because they understood that the only way to sustain Torah was through collecting it and holding close, holding it close through the mitzvahs, and therefore there had to be the mitzvahs in order to express the loftiness of Torah. And we find this particularly manifest on Shavuos, because when we leave Mitzrayim, we are like a child being born, like we come out of the sea, like Moshe Rabbeinu. And at that time, we have to work on our meat. This is what we do during Sfira. And then on Shavuos, we are not only permitted to eat chametz, but we are required to because unlike the rest of the time, we avoid chametz because of the fear that the chametz, which has hisnasus, it has this sort of brazenness, that brazenness could be misdirected towards the service of, uh, of, uh, of Klippa. And we need to make sure that it is only in the service of Kedusha. By the time we get to Shavuos, we have so refined our midos that we, don't, we no longer have this concern. We can be uh, confident that it is only a hisnasis, an elevation and, uh, and a, uh, a fortitude that comes from Kedusha. Then there's another mimer that begins with a quote for Mishle, where Moshe Rabbeinu was described as the nursemaid who cares for the children. And this is in response to Moshe saying, how am I to provide meat for the people that are clamoring for meat? Where am I supposed to get meat from it? So we explain that Moshe is saying, what do I know for meat? I live in a spiritual world. And this is that idea that we draw down the highest to the lowest that just like the child needs to be nursed along by the mother so that they can become matured, like we know that the child who's only nursing doesn't yet have das, that comes about when the child begins to eat. So we transform from the conceptual into the pragmatic via this trajectory that Hashem sets up for the Jewish people so that even Moshe Rabbeinu can have a relationship with the characteristic of, uh, of meat, of the expression of the most tangible from the loftiest.